Hello and welcome to Ask the Accountants. We have cool friends and today we have a cool friend in the name of Steve. Now I think we're going to be learning a lot from Steve about his journey in the world of accountancy. Well, in vendorism really, isn't it? Um, and how he's come to where he is now. And I'm really excited to dive into it. So the cool friend that is, Steve, do you want to give a bit of a background, a bit of a introduction to yourself and go for there yeah sure so uh thanks guys thanks for having me on the co- uh the podcast sorry and uh it's also nice to do it in Brewdog where we're doing it over a beer that's uh <laughs> my, that is now my preferred method of uh, podcasting over a pint uh so for those who don't know me uh my name's steve reynard and my background has always been tech um which i'll i'm happy to go through today but first in the it sector and then now in the accounting sector for the last eight or nine years um, and where I currently um, head of partnerships for Employment Hero. Awesome. So let's start off towards the beginning then. So you sent, mentioned their tech. So who were you working for? Any any stories or anything from there? Yeah, I think I suppose the, the most interesting story is sort of how I, I kind of got my job and in tech, which is sort of what's led to where I am today. So um, my dad was an engineer in the, you know, from Rotherham. You can probably tell by the accent, but... Uh, he worked in the steelworks back in the day, and back when they got their very first computer, which was the size of a room, they needed someone to assemble it, and the management were like, hey, we're managers, we don't build anything. So he got called off the shop floor to build it. Uh, and then that was, long story short, that's how he became the IT manager. Wow. Um, that passion for IT got me into IT, so my degree is in it. Um, and then when I finished uni, I was trying to find a job, wanted something. I've always had a bit of a patter bit of banter um wanted a job in sales and it combined combine the two things i've got a passion for um and my sort of my interesting story of where i got my break was i went to sheffield uh, there was a sheffield university recruitment fair um i went to that i didn't i went to leeds bradford uni so um i went to the sheffield fair and they said no you didn't attend our university this is trying to get jobs for people who went to our university okay. so a bit dejected i was kind of walking back to my car saw an open fire escape and thought, well, you only live once. Snuck through the fire escape. And as I was shimmying my way past two stands, um, a company that was called Insight, which is one of the world's largest IT resellers, said, hey, what are you doing? I came clean and the guy happened to be the hiring manager and he went, that's the sort of person I want on my sales team. You're hired. Wow. Way. Wow. That's brilliant. So, (laughs) and that is what's led 15, 16 years later to where I am today. Absolutely. How have we got from insight yep. into accounting and tech into the accounting world? Yeah, so um, my time in the, on the tech side, day one, you know, you don't see this anymore now. It's 2023. This doesn't exist. But um, there are times, I suppose, as someone who manages teams now where I wish they could experience it for a day just to understand. Um, you know, Day one for me was there's a phone book, there's a corded phone, ring it. And you know, he was trying to sell a printer cartridge to a fish and chip shop. That was kind of like my very first ever sale um, was that. Um, I did. I was in that space for about 10 years, worked my way all the way up, went through all the change that came with that, and I saw all the benefits that came with that, I think, and that's the most important thing. So desktop to laptops to tablets, um, you know, corded phones, cordless phones, the uh, the salesman's dream of that we all had the uh, wireless earpieces that yeah. were huge back in the day, but you thought you looked amazing walking yeah, out yeah. with them loudly talking. Saw all that change, and also the software, you know, desktop where you got maybe an update every six months, or you got one release every year. Going to a SaaS model, so I did all of that. I got approached by um, a, had a great career at Insight. Got approached by an app developer when apps were not something that people discussed, but pe- yeah. big businesses were just starting to look at getting them. Went there and had a great 14, 15 months there. And then that was where the change came from IT to accounting. Right. Um, I got approached by QuickBooks, who said, um, we'd love to have a conversation with you. We think your CV matches up with what we need. Uh, and I was quite honest with them on day one and said, look, I'm at the kind of cutting edge of IT. You know, accountants are a bit, you know, quite rightly, yeah. risk averse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I never want to think of my accountant or an accountant as gung-ho. <laughs> Or creative. Um, or creative or <laughs> imaginative. Yeah. And and I'd seen from my time in IT that um you know, like when you looked at like Microsoft and who was buying the latest versions of things, very the bottom of the pile was accountants. Wow. They were the last to upgrade off anything. Yeah, yeah. Um and I understand why from now being in the sector, but at the time it's like, hey, look, 
you know, I've got that stat in my head. You're asking me to look at and work with accountants. That's not quite appealing. Um, but I, I agreed to come and meet with QuickBooks, saw the culture, saw the passion, and also saw the challenge and opportunity. Yeah. I don't like to join a company that's already sort of made it. Uh, and I don't like to join a sector where, hey, we've got everything figured out. It's that, it's the A, it's the two part on A to B, which appeals to me. Yeah. And with, at the time they were talking years off this making tax digital thing that's going to come in and accountants, um, the pitch was, we don't need you to teach accountants accounting. Or exactly. hopefully not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, some, some may disagree there, but yeah, carry <laughs> on. Um, but it's, you need to teach them how to do that change management when it comes to IT software yeah. and probably hardware as well and in that space i had a lot of knowledge um and that was how i ended up in the the accounting space yeah and i'll always remember when you first joined because i don't know if it was one of your first positions or what but you came to buffy came to our, our absolutely firm. yeah yeah and I, i'll always remember like it was this whole idea that my account manager at the time was bringing you along to shadow and all this stuff and i could definitely it was just by the words you were bringing and like the conversation the sparks you were there was definitely something there where yeah you had no idea what us accountants were going on about at the point. You had no idea, but you knew how to have a conversation with us and ask us the right questions. I think that's pretty much where your career's kind of helped you along, hasn't it? Yeah, it was my, my first week. Oh, so, really? Yeah, first week. first week. I think you were my third uh, client visit. Um, you know, and it, it, there were so many things back then that we, you know, that you know, QuickBooks as a you know that modern cool company uh, come over to the UK and obviously their their pitch was hey look, this is who we are this is what we stand for yes we wear hoodies yes we wear trainers and t-shirts and jeans and then obviously contrast that to a lot of the accountants I was going to at the time and you could see that you know the person I was speaking to who I'd booked the meeting with suddenly you're meeting the, a partner level and yeah. they're there in you know the the, the the cuffs with the white the white cuffs the red braces yeah. and in walks this guy in a hoodie and, and I quickly changed to I sort of kind of went for a compromise between the yeah. two of I took off a tie <laughs> <laughs> but I always tried to do a blazer in those early years yeah. um, but it's seen that change now that you know yeah from those early days and um, going into offices where it was CRT monitors which probably most people listening to this won't <laughs> yeah someone remember some won't. Yeah. Um, but that's the biggest change I've seen, kind of like that was how it was. And eight years later, this industry has transformed itself completely. It's yeah. been incredible yeah. as a journey. Like when you look around like events, like we were at Digital Accountancy Show yesterday. If you went to an event five years ago and you saw people in T-shirts, shorts and summer dresses, you would have thought you've walked into the wrong conference. Yeah. Whereas... I couldn't spot anyone yesterday wearing a shirt and tie. Like there was no suits, there was no business wear for the women in the, out there. They were all with their summer dresses on. They were dressed for the heat. Like it was compared to my first ever QuickBooks Connect back in 2017. Even it was phenomenally different as the industry has grown. Mm. And I think when everyone says, "Oh, accountants don't like change." I think their leading edge of accounting mm. has changed dramatically in five years, just in culture of yeah. it's okay to wear a hoodie. Yeah. It's okay to wear jeans and trainers to a conference. Yeah. Like it has changed overnight compared to some industries like it's got lawyers and stuff still. I mean, yeah. yeah, you know, their tech hasn't changed. Their processes won't change. They won't change, but actually we've been quite at the forefront of adoption of change. Yeah. So. I think you look at, again, down memory lane back when you were there it was aston villa was into it was shirt sponsor of aston villa i always remember going to those events and stuff and like you said they would people would turn up there almost like they were dressed for work it was yeah tie and everything else and i know you've gave stories about like recent events you've done and there'd be nothing like that now right it is more yeah actually and it and it's more comfortable right and you can have those it's more comfortable but just as a kind of from vendor land um, it's made it trickier to work out who's the accountant and who's not. Yeah. On day, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> on day one, it used to be, you know, you'd tell, tell the sales team, look, um, it's easy to spot. If you're in a hoodie, don't talk to them. They'll be a vendor. Or if they're in a brightly colored top, they'll be a vendor. But just to talk to everyone else. And now that's all just blended into just one big happy family. Yeah. But now you are, you know, half the conversation taken out of human seat time. No, I'm actually a vendor. Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> definitely. And speaking of family, I think, like, I think it's, fair to say that you seem to have grown with that into a family like you were one of the key members i would say in terms of like 
the, the relationships and everything. For me, definitely, if I ever needed to speak to someone or needed to talk to someone, I'd come to you first and you'll be like, oh, yeah, I'll get make connections, I'll do this. You, that's really where you kind of grew into it, wasn't it? I, I think so. And if you look at kind of like the key people now that has you know, grown out and spread their wings across the industry, there was that original core, you know, half a dozen to a, you know, 10 people at, at QuickBooks back eight or nine years ago that are all now in kind of, you know, key positions across the sector. Um, and I'll, you know, give credit where credit's due. Also, the same can be said for the six to 10 that did the job at, at Zero yep. and to some extent Sage. You know, there, there is that, um, there's a few like Slack groups with the uh, the old the old guard on it, um, which, you know, it's nice to see so many still in the sector, but are now as the other firms have gone, okay, yeah, we need to adopt, who do we bring in? Yeah. It's, those, it's always those people that you see getting those key positions. So let's continue the story then of um, of your your career. So Intuit days, that's that's certainly where we know you yeah. from. And then you, I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong here, and, and let me know how it was from your eyes. But it, to me, it looked like a huge gamble then to move over to Hammock. So talk me through that. Was that was it a gamble or was it more of a, you know, you knew what you were taking on? It was an educated risk. And how did that go for you? Um, yeah. I, I, I suppose, yes, it, certainly in terms of when you look at kind of where the companies are at and the stage they're at, um, yeah, then it, it would be a risk. It would be fair to say it's a risk in that sense. I think what appealed to me was, as I said earlier, the A and the T part yeah. of the A to B is what appeals. And QuickBooks, you know, when I joined, there were 16 clients. I was like uh, the first person they, when I joined, they said, oh, you're, you work in the North now. And along with uh, a chap called Rob Hoyle, we had like Watford to Aberdeen. And there was about six others that had south of Watford. Um, so our region was vast. It, w it was huge. Um, but then by the time I left, you know, it's 16 clients and I got that whole area. By the time I left, you know, I brought on thousands of actual accountants myself. Um, I didn't look after them all at that time because the region now had like 15 people in it. Um, but I'd, I'd, I'd helped bring all those on. And again, QuickBooks had gone. I remember we had a party in my first week for 30,000 subscribers. And when I left, it was over 700,000. So I'd, they were wanting to, okay, we've now built out. We want to build up. Yeah. yeah. And there was that sort of pivot point where I was like, do I want, do I see that as exciting me as much as some new opportunity? Probably not. Yeah. Um, and I you know, locked down, everyone working from home gave me time to a bit of reflect and yeah. think, what do I want to do next? So when Hammock came along, um, it just made a lot of sense that I liked their product. Um, I'd been looking for a product because one thing I've always tried to do as an account manager or managing a team is get them to talk to their, you know, what are the accountants asking for? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that needs to be fed back to marketing, needs to be fed back to product, it needs to be fed back to integration or, or indeed management above them if need be. But you've got to listen to what the people are saying. And um, one of the things that was coming through was how does QuickBooks handle, you know, we've got these landlords that they are, we only deal with them infrequently, but they have quite a lot of needs that it'd yep. be great if that data could and be pulled complexities. in. Yeah, yeah, and is there some software that can handle that? I met with Hammock, saw Hammock, and went, ah, oh, here it is. Can we get a partnership going? Um, and the, there was some appetite for that, but not perhaps as much as I wanted. Yeah. Um, and then when they were saying that they were looking for someone to head up their sales team, um, it just made total sense. And I, I went there, and the, the 14 months I think I was there, fantastic. And it's delighted when we were at the digital show yesterday, they had a great stand at that, but the I thought their stand at Accountex was the best stand there. Yeah, phenomenal stand at Accountex. So yeah, so you kind of went, you got from, although I suppose it depends where you, what B looks like for each individual, but you got QuickBooks from A to B. You mm -hmm. were getting close to that B point for QuickBooks. So when the opportunity comes up for an A to journey again, then obviously Hammock was that opportunity for you again. Um, yeah, definitely. And I, I also think I was ready to, um, I'd sort of, at, you know, temporarily or, you know, I'd interim managed teams yeah. at QuickBooks, but I was ready to take that, again, that full step to go, you know, they, they, they quite liked me doing the account management and when needed the management. But when you want a full-time piece in that space, yeah. um, you know, there wasn't that opportunity at, at that time. The career progression. Yeah. So, um, Hammock gave me that yep. and all the exciting things that came with it. So there was a lot of people coming in. And the thing I also liked about 
just one thing to call out to Hammocks. I think it's it's important of you know their their culture is amazing and what they stand for, and they have various different recruitment avenues. You know, people in different sectors, um, diversity that don't normally get opportunities in this oh, wow. space, and they are they either have people on boards there. They have pe- you know the, the founders are all in that space. So there were people coming into that sector. And what I really liked is you were getting people coming in who knew kind of nothing about IT, nothing about accounting, but they had that hunger and passion right. and wanted to prove themselves yeah. from very diverse and different backgrounds. And that was a great opportunity if you're the manager of those to say, hey, yeah. let me coach you, let me show you and pass on. Yeah, I would like, it didn't take long to pass on my words of wisdom, but <laughs> <laughs> just share with them what I've picked up. Um, and I think that's you know tribute to them as an employer and something to be called out. And, and that fits well with you, right? Because you go back to that first story of you sneaking in the back door of a, a yeah. conference. Yeah, and I saw yeah. that as some of them some of them sneaking into this sector. It's like, yeah, good on them. This is me yeah. passing that back. Yeah, love it, love yeah. it for that. Awesome. So Hammock, you know, we, you know, it looked like it was a really good um, kind of career move for you. Like you said, you kind of took that next step of seniority and it, it you know, it was working out for you. And then you've moved from there to employment here. So do you want to talk about why you know what 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 drew you there what is it that's exciting there what's because that must have been a big draw to get you away from hammer you just said how like you said it was an amazing um you know uh ethos there and you're really happy about what that was building there so employment here must be a huge draw to have got you interested yeah and it goes back to what you had said about kind of the core people originally back in the day at, at quickbooks spreading their wings yeah so one of the one of the key people back in the day at, at QuickBooks, um, Jules Trunkfield, she had moved over to Employment Hero. Um, she was in a meeting, and, and again, she had been at, at QuickBooks a very long time. I knew it would, if she was to move, it would have had to be for a very valid reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and she phoned me out the blue and said, "I've just been in a meeting. They've described what they're looking for for someone to of what they're looking to lead the partnership side in the UK, and they you know, and how they're struggling to find someone." And I just said, oh, you've just described Steve. Amazing. <laughs> um, would you have a conversation? And I said, look, I'm, I'm more than happy where I am, you know, this journey that we're on. And um, and they said, going back a few steps, uh, when, I was at, when I was at QuickBooks and they said, one of the things that now we've built out, we're going to build up. Step one of what we're going to build up on is we're going to launch payroll. And I had been assigned was one of the, I call the spade a spade. I'm quite loud. I'm quite, I'm a Yorkshireman. Yeah. I say what I see. Uh, I had been on that panel because they wanted that honest feedback. Yep. And the first yep. thing I'd said right back in the day is it needs to be a standalone payroll bureau. Yep. Don't build it into the main product. Build it as a standalone product and bring somebody in that knows what they're doing. Yeah. Don't. They're great at innovating on certain things. And other things it's like, do you know what? If you want it quick, in the time frame they wanted it, I didn't see how it could be developed themselves. It would always need somebody Agreed. that knew what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. And so I'd been on that panel and she knew that. And then fast forward all the way through to Employment Hero, who actually, um, under the original, before before Employment Hero, it was KeyPay. Yeah. Um, have provided that service to QuickBooks for their advanced product uh, since its inception. She contacted me and said, look, have a conversation. You, you were so passionate about this back at QuickBooks. You can actually, and I never thought in a million years this would ever happen, but you can now actually be part of the person that's on the other side of the fence delivering it, which sort of, kind of made sense it sort of made sense but then equally i was happy at hammock so i had a conversation saw their vision again very similar culture very similar passion um obviously a lot bigger in terms of over 800 um employees now uh, employment hero and they've gone unicorn status um which again but they're but they're still not at that they're still in the a to part they're not yeah. at the b part huge opportunity really exciting and there was also a few you know i was also also felt that um with, with Hammock, there was also people that, it's the only job I've ever left where, the only one I've ever left where um, I didn't feel like I'd finished everything I wanted to achieve. Right. Um, in my whole career, it's the only one that, um, you know, and maybe de- later down the line, who knows, but I, I, it's the only one I've left and felt there was work still to be done. Yeah. But yeah. I did feel that there are, you know, the people that are still there, there are, there was, you know, James who stepped into my shoes um, and other people that brought in, there are the right people there to make sure I wouldn't have left if it, the people weren't there that I knew could make it see that success. Yeah. yeah. And there was. So that made it a little bit easier to move. But it's still not, it was still not, it's the only job I've moved that, I suppose, with a heavy heart. But yeah. then I love the fact that 
you know, now during employment here, the welcome I've received, the it feels very much like QuickBooks felt back when I first joined them, that there's yeah. so many things where there's hunger, there's passion, everyone wants to help. Mm. But there's also that openness of, you know, some things we know, some things we don't. Yeah. How do we get there? So it's got that scrappiness, which I love. And yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Because now we've got to Employment Hero in the career. Let's talk about Employment Hero because the payroll market for software in the UK, let's face it, it has not been as quick and dynamic to adapt and innovate as accounting software, like bookkeeping software, the general yeah. ledger software. Mm -hmm. okay? So 10 years ago, QuickBooks and Xero turn up on the UK shores and start modernizing general ledgers and various other aspects of filing VAT and stuff. When I entered the industry six years ago, I found QuickBooks. These are the tech guys. These are They've got the innovation. This is what I'm wanting. I want to be efficient. I want as much automation as I can get. I don't want to be sat doing general ledgers and journals and stuff. Yeah. I could not find the same solution, the same concept of a solution in the payroll market. Like it was just not there. We you had MoneySoft, you had BrightPay, which at the time didn't even have Cloud Connect. Like it was just software on a computer. And then about a year in, I come across KeyPay. And it very much felt like, right, KeyPay have sent a missionary <laughs> to the shores of the UK <laughs> to convert the heathens that were the old fashioned payroll softwares into the automated modernized payroll software that we will now expect from the market uh, in line with our general ledgers. And I think. I think it would be fair to say they'd perhaps not have had it as quick and easy a win as they perhaps maybe thought they would have because KeyPay were very successful in Australia. Yeah, huge. Before they came to the UK shores. And I think they kind of came in thinking, well, Zero and QuickBooks enter the UK general ledger market with this software. Yeah. We're doing the same principle from Australia, but with payroll, we could have huge uptake, real quick wins, quick return on investment here, yeah. happy days. And through no fault of their own, I don't think they got that. No, and I, but I think the bit that they, the key thing for me is, if I was to oh, flip this back to you, is what's the one thing that if you got wrong in all the services that you offer mm -hmm. would lose you a client? It's payroll. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, it's the one thing, someone emails you or calls you or texts you or WhatsApp you these days, at five o'clock on a Friday night, mm -hmm. if it's a payroll matter, it's the one thing you jump to. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter what you're doing, you resolve that problem because it's putting food on someone's family's table. Mm -hmm. That's ultimately what payroll does. Taxes and accounts, probably wait till Monday. And could also probably be fixed. And easily fixed without yeah. any disruption of anyone even knowing. Yeah. yeah. Payroll going wrong, it is catastrophic from our own reputation down to the employee who's not got the right yeah. money. Yeah. Um, and it's actually one of those pain points that converted me to keep paying the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I think the, the problem was the automation and the power of the technology, it was a challenge to communicate that mm -hmm. to people that for the price of the investment to people that have for the last 20 years brought a payroll license at the start of the year, or start of the payroll year yeah. in April, there was no updates or anything, you installed the software, you put your license key in, and that was it for the year ahead. Mm. If you wanted to put it onto another computer and, and someone else going and do a bit of payroll, then you backed it up, you took the backup file, you put it on the computer. So very 1990s. But we didn't have to do any of that with KeyPay. But I think it was a real challenge for not just KeyPay, but anyone going into this online cloud-based payroll world to communicate the value. Mm. But I think from going to conferences and stuff, I've seen a pivot. I've seen a, the changing moment. And by 
what we're seeing with Kipe, I think Kipe, or now Employment Hero, yep. have seen that moment themselves to the point we are now seeing massive investments. I mean, you're basically launching a UK division of Kipe with a full company organisation structure with um, MDs all the way down. Like, it's not the missionary that was shipped to our shores four years, five years ago. Yeah, certainly certainly not. And the it started on the 5th of March this year. Um, we put everything under the EH Employment Hero yep. banner. So Keypay got, got retired um, as, a, as a brand uh, and a name, and it became Employment Hero Payroll. Yeah. Some of some other brands that we had, Pension Sync, yep. which who we acquired as well, that's now gone from a brand to a feature. So it's been downgraded or moved, however, but it's yep. now a feature of our payroll product. Which, to be fair, it was always a feature mm. of the Keypay product. Yeah. It kept having its own little stand at events. Yeah. And I always kind of went, that's the equivalent of, well, actually, Bright do it, don't they? Like, Bright have a stand for Bright Proposal, yeah. a stand for yeah. Bright Accountancy Manager, a stand for Bright Payroll. And that's kind of what KeyPay were doing. Like, here's your KeyPay stand next door are our friends at Pension Things. Like, but it's, it's just a feature. It's that realization of you can't. Our message can't be we've brought all this under one. Yeah. If we have four stands. Yeah. yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, which is why that's that transition's happened. And the other transition that has happened, which is which is an ongoing one, which is I'm what I'm overseeing, is we are splitting. Um, and when we look at that investment, it's we don't just do marketing. We now have marketing for direct. So some large clients, you know, yep. they just buy from us direct. Yeah. And that just used to come under marketing. It used to just come under implementation. It used to come under product. We're now having our own. There's now, are you at the part working with accountants? So you're special. You know, we're hiring specialists in marketing for accountants. Yeah, brilliant. For yep. product for implementation. Your role is just to work with accountants and bookkeepers and any payroll specialists and firms to help their clients because a lot of firms and this is something that I'm telling all the new people that are coming on board. For most of the time, we are the marketing department for ourselves and for them. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and I think that's that was something that happened at QuickBooks. I used to say it there, and it's something I used to say at Hammock. We have marketing can never forget that we're great at telling them what we can do, and accountants and bookkeepers are great at telling each other what the benefits they get are. Yeah, they don't make very good salespeople when it comes to telling the client. They tell the clients what their own ben personal benefits are. Exactly right. And yeah. if I had a pound for every time an accountant has said to me, I've explained the benefits of your product to my client and my client wants to pay me less in fees, I, would be, I wouldn't be sitting here doing the podcast. <laughs> or, I would, or we would be, but there'd be a beach in the background. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> the beers would be on you. Yes, yeah. the beers would be on me. It's I, That would be the, if I could change one thing about, I would say to accountants, just, completely get that you know what your benefits of doing something are but just always put it look at it from the lens put yourself yeah. in your client's shoes and what do they want to hear they don't want to hear that it makes it takes half as long to do something it's what value does it add to them yeah and yeah. there's lots of value but they just need to pay it's that communication piece yeah. yeah and i think that value thing's important because for me like payroll is just one of those services as accountants that we have to offer and there's Johan Riley says is one of the, and, and you've told it, you know, you, you pointed out to us, it's one of those that is so critical we get right. Yeah. Accuracy is so important. You know, we've got to be on the ball and everything else. And what happens with payroll, unfortunately, it becomes a race to the bottom. And it is just a case of how can we provide the service? And I know county firms where they're loss leaders and it's loss leader because they just have to provide the service and that's all they can because do. Without that service, you don't win the bookkeeping and the exactly. accounting contract. Because they take, they want it all in one route. Yeah, and what I like about you guys is that is, is that value proposition. It's talking about yes, payroll's going to be something that you're going to offer to your clients, but actually, where you could actually make a little bit of a profit and you can actually make this lucrative for you and your practice are all of these other sweeties we've got in this jar as well. And I think that's the exciting thing with someone like you guys coming into the market, thinking a little bit different, yeah. not just making it so we can do our payroll as cheap as possible, but going. Let, let's start looking at payroll as a serious money revenue yeah. stream for your firm. Just going back to a comment you've made there, because you sell direct to yeah. businesses. How did KeyPay slash Employment Hero find difference-wise between selling 
the product to businesses directly yeah. versus sending to accountants. Like when you sit there and say, "Oh, accountants always say they don't. They've explained it and they don't see the value." I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, "You guys weren't struggling to sell direct, and actually the harder sell was to sell to the accountants to get access to their clients." Yeah, it's um. It, what's what's funny is it's that I know my clients and they don't want. Yeah, but then when we and I'm not saying that we speak to their clients, but when we and our direct team yeah. speak to whoever contacts us, yeah. whoever reaches out to us and says, hey, can you talk to me about how you solve the payroll, HR, and everything, and yeah. the wider piece, they are they just buy in straight away. The buy-in is instant. It's something they're looking for. Um, and I'll give a good example, um, but without naming names. So um, my father-in-law runs a successful, or my in-laws, should I say, um, run a successful business. Um, they deal with a top 100 accountancy firm and up to about the start of the year, to, towards the end of last year, start of this year, uh, payroll for him was, and he's had the business 20, over 20 years, was a PDF arrived for the, say, 20 staff that they have. And it was a single PDF, 20 pages long, with each, and each page was a individual's payslip. Uh, he then had to have a, and again, the accountant, they realise this, who knows, but... He then has to have an Adobe, whichever license, one of the expensive ones, to be able to cut the document up. And he, as the owner of the company, once a month, takes a 20-page document, cuts it into 20 individual documents, has to email them individually and make sure he's put the right attachment on it, save all those to relevant folders, because they're going to want a copy of them at some point when they need a new mortgage or house or yeah. something's happening. Um, I'm leave, I, you know, I left three years ago. Can I have a, my P60, P40, whatever it might As be? As a functioning adult, I've been unable to maintain my records. Absolutely. So. <laughs> absolutely. I'll I go need, back to my I, employer. I need all this. And he had to do all that. And it, and it could only be him because he owns a company. He can't delegate that to the, the office manager or yeah. someone else because then they would see everyone's pay, including his own. Yeah. Um, and that, he, that was how a top 100 delivered payroll to him. And I bet if I had gone to that particular accountancy firm and spoke to that particular person in payroll, they would have said, great offering that you do with the app, the access 24-7, everything's either portal if they don't want to use an app. Um, no, I know my clients, they don't want that. Or yeah. I bet they do, but they won't pay for it. And the feedback from my father-in-law, who I spoke to about this, is like, the hours that that took up a month and the bath when, you know, if someone's left and it's not been that amicable, and they ask you a year later to provide something, it, it grinds your gears yeah. to have to go, do you know what? Big breath in, I'll go and do it. It's much better now to go, send your app. Yeah. Well, I don't know, that's your problem. Like, it's on there. doesn't matter if you're a current employee or not. The data is always there, always accessible there, and just not having to do that. And if you've been told it's, I mean, app without doing any sort of hard selling here. Our pricing is you know, up to a couple of pounds per yeah. employee per month for the very top one. So again, in his case, let's take the very top one. He didn't need that. Hey, it's going to be 40 pounds a month if you never have to deal with that. Yeah. You don't need that Adobe license, um, which is probably probably about 40 pounds a month. But yeah. um, <laughs> um, you don't need any of that. And more importantly, you get a couple of hours back a month. Well, I can tell you now, he, he values his time at more than... 20 pounds an hour yeah yeah and also he doesn't have to be making sure that he's always around on that particular day yeah you know if he needed to go or if he wanted to go on holiday he could have could work around it. yeah it's so that sort of thing it, it seems simple right and it seems straightforward but actually that quality of life when things are automated properly is, is yeah. what what it's all about and i remember the key reason i started using your solution or is because for me it was that holiday um, was done all in it like that that was the same salute you, you say in there is exactly what I was doing I was getting these requests in for holidays and having to go on a, a Excel spreadsheet and update the Excel spreadsheet and going down here and then making sure it's in the calendar and all this that, and the other switch over to you and suddenly I do none of that and I just press approve done yeah and that's that's it right it's, it's that all my clients my clients like my spreadsheet I mean, do they you could modernise yeah. and have unlimited holiday for your employees. And then they just go into the employee holiday leave calendar, which is on Outlook, and stick their leave in. Probably not best for this podcast, but yeah, they, they do kind of get unlimited as well. Okay. That's another reason for another day. Anyway, moving swiftly on. Yeah. Um, 
But you've got to be excited by all these innovation stuff. Because I, I remember you telling me at uh, Countex, you've got some more coming as well, haven't you, that you, you're excited to talk about? Yeah, definitely. So uh, the, the main the main thing for us is, you know, is that making a material difference to the, the firms that you know I've, I've worked with over all these years. Um, it's great. The nicest thing now about being in this sector for eight or nine years is seeing the actual change. Because a lot of it on day one was, the theory is if you do this, you might get this off the, out at the end. And now eight years, nine years on, I've seen those people say, hey, look, I've got five years to retirement. I'm going to change my firm, digitize it. And then they've sold it for a much higher multiplier than they would have done. So I've seen that. I've also seen people go from startup to look where they are now. And I've also seen those traditional firms go from, look, we're going to have our centenary next year, um, where they're probably, of all the people, they're the hardest ones to turn and change because there's a lot of people involved there and not a lot of them are for it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, w where we're at now is kind of all the firms I've seen, all the outcomes. And then where Employment Heroes now got to is like, well, how can I? They're all now saying to me, well, what's next? Not the ones who've retired. They're like, thank you very much. Yeah. But, but those firms that have kind of, I've now proven it out or they've seen the benefits of going down that journey. So now the conversation is, hey, you've probably not looked at payroll. That's the long you've left. Totally understand why you've left it. As we discussed earlier, it's the one way if you get it wrong, your clients yep. will not like you a lot. But you've got to look at the value to, you know, your clients will probably say it's okay because they don't know any different. Yeah. You know, my, and, and a fair point, you know, my father-in-law didn't move accountants. It wasn't painful enough, but it was painful. Yeah. And I asked him in the 20 odd years that you went down this process, did you ever question it? He's like, no. I just, that, I assume that that's the process. Yeah. But of course, the risk is, don't know as we're going to discuss in a, you know, sh shortly about what's going to come next, if someone else had come along and said, you don't have to do any of that, and it's £100, £200 a month more than what you're currently paying, he was gone. He, he, he was gone. And I think that's, that's some of the risk that's going to come forward. But um, to your question about where we're going next, we, it's four pillars that we've got. We've got our payroll at the moment, and this is out already. So in, in Australia, this is currently live. In the UK, we've launched HR and payroll combined on the direct side. And that's now coming in on the accounting and bookkeeping space. The reason it's a little bit behind is there's, um, to explain, there's sort of three tiers to it. You need a, an account for every employee. Mm -hmm. You need an account for every employer. And then the bit that's taken a bit of development for this sector is then you need that other tier for the accountants and bookkeepers, the, the, manager, the managers of the managers yeah. kind of access. Yeah, yeah. So we always have to build that extra bit on the pyramid. Yeah. when we're doing the indirect side. So payroll, HR, um, recruitment, and rewards, so, um, and stroke recognition. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love it. So like that, you know, there's a lot there around. Yes, we, we call them internally uh, like hero dollars, um, but each firm call them whatever they like. So ways to reward them, you know, discounts on high street stores, um, that they can use those vouchers on, but also just mental you know, health check-ins. You know, they, when they're logging to that, hey, how are you feeling today? getting that feedback so if you have got remote workers they can get that anonymous feedback and is my company trending up or down in terms of employee morale yeah and then the recruitment piece is going out we connect to all the job boards people can post job boards if you are um, an employer you can make it just visible so that they the staff they can't go out and find other jobs elsewhere because that's a question yep. we always get asked but they can see all the internal jobs yep because again remote workforce now how do they hear and see about opportunities yeah, yeah, yeah. it's much harder because there's not someone just discussing it in an office um so all the recruitment piece the hiring the applicant tracking and all of that piece is in so it's literally go out and find an employee yeah send them a link which takes them through the onboarding journey that you've set up in the software so again there's a lot of automation there you need to watch this video you need to tick this hr document you need to submit this and then all those documents are easily accessible on our app which we, the app's called swag which is what's bringing all these four things together then once they're onboarded, all their HR needs, so leave, um, any absence at uh, performance, how they're tracking to targets, goals, metrics, anything they want to see. Simple thing like a company org chart. Yeah. All of that in there, right through to timesheets. So, and all these things can be turned on, off, customizable. Yeah. And then the final bit, of course, which is what's most interesting is, and where I see the big changes, I think a lot of that, if not all of that, um, some accountants will offer some of that HR bit, but most of that will be done by the employee and the employer. Take, for example, 
if you've just joined the company, you get a link. Please fill this. De- please fill out your details so we can pay you. Yeah. That person will make the time to do that. Certainly will. And in doing that, that sets them up on the app, so then they can log in and see their pay slips. They can put their leave in. It sets them up on it. Yeah. How do you get them started on it? Tell them that if they don't fill it in, they don't get paid. Yeah. That gets them on it. But then that's automatically flown all the way through straight to the payroll. Yeah, exactly. You then in managerial have put in their salary. That's gone straight through to payroll. So then when you at the back end as the the accountants are picking up that payroll, you've got any, they change their address, it changes their address. They update the bank, it updates the bank. They submit a timesheet, the manager approves it, it puts it straight into the payslip. All you were doing is just click run and, and obviously looking for any things that need your specialism. Yeah. But all that data is feeding in and it's all on a single login on a single platform. It's a dream. And that's why you've been using it for so long, right? Yeah, I so we went cloud-based with KeyPay for payroll five years ago now, I think it was, because, as most people have heard the story, like one December night on a Friday night, there was a, there was a problem with payroll. The payroll software was on the computer in the office. That's a five-mile cycle away. It's rainy and snowy in rural Perthshire in Scotland on, in December, and I had to cycle five miles in, five miles out, to fix what took two minutes on the software. At that point, I refused to use desktop software mm-hmm. anymore and solve the problem with cloud-based software. Um, but then, like we were saying yesterday yeah. at a session we had, like, my firm provides over 180 payrolls a month, probably a third of those are weekly. So we are knocking out some high volumes of payslips. I've got one person that spends 75 to 80% of their time on that on payroll. You go to other firms where they've got maybe 200 payrolls yeah, and they've got two and a half employees working on those payrolls because they're using software that's not got the automation that KeyPay brings into it. Now, yes, I spend a significant amount of money every month on a license on my payroll software with KeyPay or employment here and now. However, when, you know, that's always been their biggest, hardest sell, has, well, I pay £600 a year for this software. Why am I paying you £600 a month? But actually, when you then take into account, well, actually, I can get rid of 1.75 employee hours and refocus them on something else, well, what's that saving me? Two and a half, three and a half thousand pounds a month in wages? So if I take that saving and I take, compared to my, uh, the cost of the software on a monthly basis, of course it's madness to stick with a £600 a year licence because I'm saving three and a half grand a month by spending £900 a month instead of 20 quid a month. You know, like, And that's before you've even gone to your clients yeah. and say, hey, look at all these features. Do you want them? Yes or no. And that's yeah, before that's, we enable the kiosk. Yeah. The timesheets. Yeah. Like, we've got so many clients using the kiosk and timesheets, and they love it because they used to sit there at the end of every week or month. Everyone would hand in slips of paper with their hours on. And they'd have to go, oh, just check that I'm happy that they did finish then. Is that when they clocked out? I can't remember. Then they'd have to input it all into a spreadsheet, double check it all, send it to us. We took those numbers and put them into the payroll, and we press submit. Whereas now, they log in to Employment Hero, they look at the hours, and they go, yep, because they've used the kiosk to clock in and out, so we know they've used their password to get in and out and do it. They authorise it all. All those hours are inputted into the payslips for us. So we're just checking, as you said, for the speciality bit. Yeah. You know, is there sick pay? Have they used too much holiday? Is there been a change in a date of, like, have they passed a birthday anniversary or something? Yeah, is there a reason the wages should the wage rates should change or something like that? We we do all of that good stuff still, and we still advise on the maternity paternity pay and all that good stuff. But actually, we've now got more time to spend doing that advice. Like we can now support more clients and spend more time advising and explaining what maternity and paternity pay is. You've got someone on long term sick. Here are your options. Whereas beforehand, it's a, 
These are the basics. If you want any more details, here's a link to the website of the government website that won't help you at all because it's all convoluted. But I'm sorry, I need to get your hours. I need to sit here and type all these hours in, otherwise you're not going to have your pay slips in time to pay someone. Uh, yeah. I know what my clients value more. And I know what my, what does my profit line better. And it's not one and a 1.75 extra staff members to no. save me £900 a month. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, would you like a job in sales? No. <laughs> no, I don't like targets. <laughs> but yeah, like, it, it's trying to explain that value to someone who's been paying £300, £600 a year for payroll software. Because in their mind, they're looking, this payroll software costs this much a year, this one costs this much a year. They're not looking at the bigger picture. And that's really important. But at the same time, while they're not looking at that bigger picture, I can swoop in and go, well, for a very similar price, I can do all of this. And, oh, you're using time tracking software. What's that costing you? 40, 50 quid a month? Well, I've got this built in. You want a kiosk for people to clock in and out? Not a problem. You've got an iPad somewhere? Yeah, using iZettle on my shop till. It's like, right, we're going to put this app on. They're going to clock in and out. It's just so easy, and the clients love it. Because most of your clients want to be efficient. They want to be time-saving. They want to be seen as tech-savvy and modern to their employees because yeah. it's an attraction to the employees. Right. And um, just to, like one of my one of my friends, um, one of my close friends, has a micro pub, and he has lots of uh, you know. He's, he's, I can see why he's your close friend. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Craft beer, chef. Was he as close before he had the micro pub? Um, he became closer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he moved up a few po uh, points on the league uh, on the league table. But um, I, it's it's what things you, can you do when you have these things in place? And one of the things for him is running the micropub. He has students. Yeah. And students never want to work the same hours every week, yeah. which yeah. is which is a nightmare. And again, he would spend a couple of hours every Sunday trying to do the the rotors for the week. Um, now he just shares again through, through our product shares the data and they can just select what hours they want to work but then one one clever way that he's used it and it's the first time i've heard it but i'm sure others must do it was he was having this problem that a couple of his staff and his staff are on the whole great but a couple of them were seven minutes late leaving six or five you know six seven eight minutes early um and which is fine providing everything's been done yeah, like the full clean. Then the next day you come in and the chairs haven't been turned upside down, or yeah, you know, or something hadn't been done. And it's like, how do you address that without you, know, you don't want to lose the staff because they're okay, but they are at times. You know, there's a little bit of putting corners. Yeah, and because of course if they're staying, if they're seven minutes late, and it means the other person has to stay another seven minutes for the handover. Yeah, you know, particularly if it's a lunchtime to evening shift changeover. So he just then linked the payroll. They're all on the same hourly rate. So we just link the payroll to the kiosk. And then people start getting different pay amounts. Oh, okay, yeah. And he, and when queried, he didn't say anything, just changed it. Yeah. yeah. They've all got contracts to tell them what they're paid per hour. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then obviously, then a few of them say, hey, why is, why is yours? Yeah. And we're not talking large sums. Why is yours? 20p different. 20p. I, I, yeah, why is yours a cost of a pint difference? Yes. And suddenly he's like, well, it's done on when they clock off and you clock on, and he's never the problem since. <laughs> and I think the devil's advocate here is is with all of this software getting as good as it's getting, is, oh, automation, it'll cost jobs, and all this, that, and the other. And we have had this conversation many a time on this pod. It's, it's not true at all. What I think we're showing here, and I, and I think all of what you've just said and what Johan's just brought in in terms of you know, ways in which we can improve a client, it's that way for accountants to start adding value and start doing that business advisory again isn't it like business advisory shouldn't be this scary word where we've got to re relearn this whole new section and we've got to start studying and get a business advisory degree business advisory is those stories you just said then right yeah you're listening to one client has one problem you're solving that problem let's see how how many of our clients we can help going there and with tools like yours then that's what we're doing we're adding value and clients are going to be willing, hopefully, to pay a little bit more if that's the case. But if not, they're going to be a lot more sticky with you. And oh, yeah. they're going to refer you to XYZ going forward, right? Yeah. Yeah. Every time that client is in the pub with his mate and his mate's, oh, I've got to sort bloody payroll out or I've had this issue. It's like, oh, I've never had these issues. I've got this great bit of tech that 
my accountant sorts it all out. Fantastic. Like, it's just, it's such an easy referral. I would say, and this is probably, I hope there's no other vendors listening on this, but if you ever want a great advocate for someone to sell a lot of product for you, um, anyone who runs a pub is brilliant because obviously people go they and talk a lot. They talk a lot and people go into a pub to have a, a pint and moan to the person behind the bar on what their problem is. Yeah. And if it's something that our tech can solve, um, like we've picked up quite a few, <laughs> quite a few clients and he's been one of my good salespeople over the years that uh, every time someone comes in and it's to do with accounts or bookkeeping or whatever it might have been that I was working at the time. He, you know, he's got the answer and he can, in, that, in this particular case, you can demo it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I've got just one other bit I want to kind of go to of your career progression mm. and going through from there. I think like when you first started, we, we've just done, well, we've just done digital accounting, Joe, and we're kind of in that uh, element at the moment where we're talking about conferences and everything else. When you first started, your role would have been just to turn up at these conferences, right? Yeah. You would have been given a role Turn up, Steve, go sell this, go stand by this kiosk. Yeah. Try thing. not to be too hungover on day two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Typically. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But now your role is, it seems to be like you're almost running that that event in terms of when you're there, you've got a team to manage everything else. How has that shift been for you? Because I saw you, we're, we're trying to, you know, do our grid walk. We're trying to, you know, show people behind the scenes a little bit. And I remember seeing you guys and you, bit stressed on the context was to say the least but i think you, you just realize how complex how complex it is yeah it is now like you know back in the day it was you turn up with a you, you, the backpack on and you've got um a dozen notepads in it branded notepads and, a, and three dozen bags of branded pens and then you stand behind a small a small plinth yeah. and that's it that's your day done <laughs> there's no screens yeah. there's no connectivity you don't need to have a, a, a video streaming in the background um, you don't need to think about lighting or, um, and certainly, you know, the vendors, unless you were the main sponsor, were never, you know, speaking slots. There was a single stage. Yeah. yeah. And there was probably six speaker sessions throughout the day and that was it. And now that whole thing has transformed. And I think we've, we've, and I've certainly had to look more about for people attending, how do we deliver value to those people attending? It's not window shopping anymore. It's they're coming with a purpose in mind but then they also have a bit of free time. And it's that, how do we make sure that if one of the things that they're here to see, if it's not payroll, how in that free time, that wandering time, do we deliver enough value to them so that they come to us and say, yeah, do you know what? That's What are, that, what are they doing on that stand? You know, it, it is daunting. And there's also, you know, the big one is, I saw that uh, Accountex for 2024 have announced that it's going to be, you know, over 250 vendors how that is a lot more noise yeah how do you stand out in that yeah and you know, simply you know, you, there's so many things now and these are conversations that have been had yeah it always used to be you've got zero that uh, everyone's got their own color dexter's got the orange yeah uh you know quickbooks have got the light green sage has got the dark green zero's got the blue but now, <laughs> if there's 250 they don't make that many different color t-shirts <laughs> And are we picking a colour that's too similar to somebody else's or someone else's in the same space? Or um, do we partner with people that are all the same colour? Um, you know, there's so many different things that are coming through now than, that we never considered back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Even the design of your socks, I remember that being a, a big thing before, right? That it's, was... a, it's the most commented and most liked and most viewed post I've put on LinkedIn this year was marketing, and not intentional, yeah. marketing sent me three designs, one, two, and three, and said, hey, we're going to order you some socks. Why not? Socks are a key, a key draw yeah. uh, in terms on the, in this you know in this swag brand and merch game these days. And I said, which ones do you want? I thought, I don't know. I'll just ask. I'll ask yeah. the community. Put a tweet out. Put a LinkedIn post out. And it caused fierce debate. Yeah. <laughs> well, I did a post about socks about just over a year ago, and it got like it had like over fifty thousand impressions, hundreds of comments and reactions. It's like post about. A book that inspires you or a podcast that inspires you, a, a matter of tax or whatever it is, you know, you'll get a couple of thousand impressions if you've got a good following, blah, blah, blah. But then the people of LinkedIn go, well, this is a place of professional discussion. But I'll tell you what, socks motivate us. <laughs> yeah. it's, I don't know why. I don't know. I'd love to know. I think 
yeah, there used to be like the fun stop Friday kind of yeah. thing, which the I suppose I think that's where it comes from. Where you yes, you're the accountant in the pinstripe suit in your in your three piece with the braces and, and the only and personality you were allowed was your tie and your socks. Yeah, and I, so I think and no one wears ties, so that yeah. leaves the socks. And I think that's where it comes from. But and we all wear socks. Yeah, and you know what? We're not overly worried, are we, about socks? Like we're not worried about if, are my socks trendy? Are they Adidas or Nike socks? We don't care about the brand of the sock. Brighter the better for me. Brighter, yeah. more vivid the better. That's it. Like brighter the better. Like I always like QuickBooks ones because they're quite thick, so they're good say, for winter. One of the things I wouldn't I wear a zero one, but you know, each their own. Uh, yeah, but again, it's part of your personality. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I think yeah, it's incredible what swag's done for the industry and how excited people get and how much money is now spent on it. Definitely. Um, but yeah, you still get the people coming in kind of with the bag and just we had this at Accountex. Someone just we you know, turn you back for a second, and if you don't go, and you just came with the bag and just swooped across and just took the whole everything, just took everything off the top. For me, I can't. I thought yeah. I was yeah. <laughs> So that's why I've come here today. We need you yeah. to return the water bottles, the pens, the mugs, the socks. That <laughs> yeah. no, I think it's right. So I feel like um, you know we've learned a lot, especially LinkedIn. Now we know how to unlock it. Is socks, socks, socks is the yeah, yeah. And I think what you know, the reason we see you as a cool friend, I think it's just that evolution, right? You've went from, you know, for me, literally your first week into Intuit yeah. to, to where, where you are now. It's amazing to see. What bit of advice would you give anyone who's going, kind of going through what you're doing now? Like maybe they're at, you know, a sales position or, or you know, whatever it is. How, what, what, what do you think you've done that's got you out of that noise that, that made people go, you know what, that's the guy I want to put my hat on. Yeah, what, what would let them get that phone call from someone like Julia going, someone has just described you in the role they're looking for, would you have a chat? I think I think don't be afraid to always be close, have your ear on the ground and, li and listen, you know, active listen to what you're, you're what, it doesn't matter if it's accounting, sales in general, yeah. what are your customers telling you they need? And listen, and, and don't be afraid to ask why. You know, particularly in accountancy space, you know, accountants will they, they love nothing more than you know sharing their knowledge, sharing why. You know, asking yeah. why is great. Um, the thing I see more now, you know, the, the industry in this space is huge now. There's ten times the vendors that there were, and people employed by vendors than when yeah. I joined. So it's a lot harder to stand out now. Yeah. But don't be afraid to be a voice and challenge back. You know, challenge. Um, there's a lot I see now where you can, I always say you can make the right decision, the wrong decision, or no decision. And there's a lot that make no decision, and that's the worst thing you can ever do. Yeah. Make one of the first two, and if you get it right, great, you look good. But if you get it wrong, also hold your hands up, but pivot and learn from that fast. Yeah. Um, you know, QuickBooks works off the Eric Reese Lean Startup Strategy, um, and both other companies, you know, Hammock and Employment Hero, have lots of those elements to it. You're going to fail, fail fast learn from it but speak up there's not enough yeah. there's not enough personalities challenging and speaking up for what and speak up not just what you not on what you're thinking but what you're being told by your, by your, by your customers and do it in a constructive way not a destructive way as well yeah a lot of people would speak up and stand out at the martyr and actually they break they damage their reputation they damage their relationships by doing it because they do it in a in a destructive way yeah whereas if they can do look i'm telling you the feedback it's really important if you if you're not sure if that it sounds right, come and sit on a call with me. Like, let me help introduce you to the people telling you this. If you have that constructive method, then people take what you're from then onwards. People will always go, oh, when Steve tells us this is what the clients are saying, this is what the clients are saying. Yeah. Like, they it's proven. And if you want, you can. I'll get the client and I can speak to you. Yeah. And that, and that pays out when I look at who are the strategic partners at QuickBooks. All bar one, that's purely on geographic location. All bar one, I've had some involvement in throughout my time there. Um, and that, yeah, when I looked at the, when QuickBooks ran Firm of the Future, um, I'm still the only person to have um, two of my firms win it back to back. And then the other two years, they were runners up. Really, no one else had that, and that's because I was bringing my, I was involving my customers in what yeah. the company was trying to achieve. Steve, this has been insightful. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time. This is your moment. Plug, plug, plug. Anything that you want to 
where can they find you? What 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 you want to tell them? Anything to look forward to in employment here or anything else? Go for it. I just think if you're not following us, just you know, follow me on social media, follow Employment Hero. Um, we are on the cusp of announcing a lot, a raft of changes. As I said, it's going to be HR, payroll, recruitment and rewards all brought under one banner by the end of the year is what we're working towards. And you know, if you want to be part of that journey and obviously achieve the success that you've achieved, you know, the stats that you shared earlier, Johan, around what it's done to your business, just get in touch with us. Love it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Steve. It's been brilliant. And that is it. That is Ask the Accountant. We have cool friends. And as you can tell, the bar just keeps getting bigger and better, doesn't it? We yep. just keep getting the cooler and the cooler friends. So, Steve, thanks again. Thank you very much. And if you ever want to see any more content like this, then don't forget we go live every single Monday at 8.30 a.m. And we'll have more cool friends for you to listen to as well. So, bye for now. Thank you very much. Bye, bye, bye.